everyone, this is Austin Scher here with We Write About Music, and today I am here with Scarlett Eilees. Scarlett, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, and thank you for having me. You're so, so welcome. Uh, well, you know, I want to kick things off here by saying you've got a pretty interesting story from what I've heard, and so I kind of want to start from the beginning. Please tell us about yourself. Well... Oh, oh my God. I always, I always get so nervous about this question because it's such a loaded question, but I'm going to try to sum it up as best as I can. That's okay. Take your time. This is a super free form, kind of do what you want. Okay. Well, I'm Scarlett, now known as Scarlett Eilees. I am 17 years old and I'm from Massachusetts. Um, being from Massachusetts is both kind of fun because there's a lot of places you can go to, but it's also a little slow because there's not a lot of places you can go to unless you are willing to travel like an hour. That's not the most interesting, the interesting thing about me. I don't even know why I led with that and I apologize. But okay. anyways, <laughs> um, I've wanted to be a singer ever since I was little. One of my first thoughts that I ever had was that I was going to be famous. And I'm glad that I developed a good work ethic because that would have been a little embarrassing if I didn't. Of course. Yeah. Um, I guess just about me, I've just always been someone who has really worked hard to get what they wanted. And I'm someone who has over the years overcome a lot of insecurity and a lot of internal grief over some of the things that have happened to me. And I'm someone who's blossomed into a person who I think can be a future role model and a good artist, you know, like someone that people can trust and look to and feel safe with. I love that. I love that. I think that's a great introduction to yourself. Um, the next thing I wanted to kind of go off of was, uh, while there aren't any official singles out from you just yet, I know that there's some things going on the going on in the works. Um, is there anything that you could kind of elaborate on in that sense? Well, I've been working with a lot of very talented writers and producers to, you know, get my get my craft and gear. And although I can't say too much about what the songs sound like, I can tell you that I've worked with people that have written for Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, BTS, you know, like big names like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what you guys can expect is something that's huge, that's very big. And what you guys can expect vocally from me is something that is very daring and very challenging. Some of these tracks have been very, very hard to record. So I look forward to um, everyone being able to hear that and hear me do my best to get to both the top of my range and the bottom of my range. Um, I can tell you that I think this music will be a good fusion of what's modern and what's popular, popular, like in the hip hop, pop, trap genre. But I feel like it also has a lot of elements of the 90s where there was a lot more live instrumentation going on. I think the mm -hmm. combination of the two is definitely something that is a bit unexpected, but when you hear it, like it sticks. Yeah, no, I love that. You, you there's so much music coming out nowadays, you have to sound a little bit different, but you also have to kind of stay mm -hmm. true to yourself and make yes. what you enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I'm happy you brought that up because I want to talk about your inspirations as an artist a little bit. 
it sounds like you're trying to kind of hone your own sound going forward, but are there any, I suppose, monumental artists that sort of shifted the music that you listen to and what you're trying to put out there as well? Yes. Bring it on. There's, there's <laughs> Let's hear it. one artist, which I know everybody loves, but it's the artist that I've been studying, especially now that I'm going into a brand new genre, seeing mm -hmm. as I came from really a, a rock music background. Oh, okay. I've been studying a lot of Beyonce. I sure. think her vocal tone, including her um, including her technique with regards to her growl is something that I've tried to learn from and take my own spin on it in the songs that I write. She's always been a very big inspiration to me, not only as an artist, but as a person due to just how composed, but so intriguing, like, you know? Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Just be drawing people in. so. I, I really look up to her and especially during this pandemic, listening to her music and studying her technique and the way she's able to do things that not a lot of other people can do is it's been keeping me sane. It's been keeping me on my toes and it's definitely been keeping me working towards a, a bigger picture. Totally. Oh, she's more than just a performer or an artist. It's oh, like yeah. this like, whole kind of wrapped up sound everything. and everything. <laughs> Um, yeah. Were there any sort of, I mean, I guess it could be Beyonce related, but any specific albums in your life that sort of inspired you to take a, a path as a musician? This is not a very well-known album commercially, but I think in the modern rock scene, it's pretty well-known. Collide with the Sky by Pierce the Veil. Oh was, yeah. Okay. I yeah. see your style. I got you. You, you, li you like that? You like that album? I mean, I'm in my, you know, mid to late 20s, so I've been listening to like the emo rock sort of sound cool. for a while now. Cool. I just love everything about that album. Like, yeah. I've always wanted to be like a singer and a performer and like everything, but what really solidified it for me is um, when I heard that album, because I don't really have the best... Uh, sit down and listen attention span sure. thing when it comes to stuff because not a lot of I'm very picky when it comes to the music I listen to every single song on that album had me hooked that's awesome. and I think that's what also sparked me to further develop my um my lyricism skill right. and to develop like the little things you know because they have all these like there's this one in um um I'm I'm long gas and you need a jacket there's this one part of the song where um, I guess it's time to say goodbye. When he sings that, it's like they're having a phone conversation. They just put mm -hmm. this little filter over his voice, so it sounds like yeah, they're on yeah. It's the little details like that that keep you like, wait, no, replay that again. So that album definitely changed the way that I perceived a lot of music. Right. Well, I mean, it goes to show you how much production, the after part of the actual singing, can change yeah. anything. Um, so yeah, that's uh, another thing that kind of brings me to my next thing is I want to talk about your process of creating. How do you go about creating a song? Does it start with a melody? Does it start, you know, are you using your phone to create voice notes? Like, how does it start for you? Well, for me, there's like about three things that could really happen. Sure. Now it doesn't most... have to be just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is a little it's a little whack but the first thing that really gets me to write songs is I'll be very high off emotions mm -hmm. and I'll be very amped up so sure. a lot of my songs you guys will hear especially um in the ballads because you know everyone writes with people but when yeah. I write ballads like it's literally all me 
like 100%. So you'll hear a lot of the ballads just have very um, overdramatic and very theatrical lyrics, certain lines, because okay. I write everything within like five minutes. And if I hear something, I stick with it and I build upon it. Even if I think the line doesn't make sense, I will make an entire song constructed so that one line makes sense. So I guess in a way my process is a very stubborn process. Okay. But I think it works pretty well for me. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to, unless, I mean, it, it sounds like now you're working in the studio with more producers and things like that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it, it still has to come from you and you have to be the one that is comfortable. You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. let them control what you're making. Yeah. And that's really just never happened. And that's why I'm very glad to have the right. type of management that I do have because the way I met them was through them hearing my demos. And I think right. instead of like, you know, auditioning for them just with somebody else's song and using my own really set the tone that, sure. hey, not only am I a vocalist, but I'm also a writer and I'd like to be treated as such. And my management, they're, they're very hands-on. They, they work with me as an individual and they allow me to write a lot of lyrics. There's no, like, they don't bring in like 15 people to like help me. It's, <laughs> right. it's just like, like, it's mostly just been me Steven and Aaron and young ones. That's, that's pretty much it. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like the, the smaller the group, the more or the less voices are in it to like kind of sway you in other directions. And then it gives you more creative control as well. Yeah. And also it makes me feel a lot more confident about the work at the end. Right. Cause it's like, it hits different to know that like, like you listen back to something you created and there's a certain line and you hear it when it all comes together and it's like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yeah, man. You got to give yourself a pat on the back and be like, yeah, crushed it. Like I'm awesome. Yeah. Uh, Being being a musician is hard, you know, like it's hard to feel good about things. Well, yeah, because you're always second guessing yourself with everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And then you're worried about, oh, are they going to like it or they, you know, but ultimately you have to be the one that likes it because if you're not liking it, what's the point? Yeah, because it, it will it will definitely come across, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You can listen to a song and be like, well, she kind of sounds like she's just phoning it in. But yeah. then you can also hear the passion in others. So mm-hmm. uh, do you work on songs in batches? Do you work on songs solely? Like how, how, like, how does it work for you? I'm sorry, could you rephrase the question? Yeah, sorry. So like when you're working on a song, for example, do you like to start one and finish it? Or are you more of like, I have a few different demos and I'm going to work on multiples at once? I'm definitely a few different demos type of person. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, especially when I'm writing songs completely independently, there will mm-hmm. be some things that I'll write in the same key. And after I finish the two songs, there may be a part that's lacking. And I'll combine those sure. together. So there you go. Okay. It's like a, like a super song. I like super makes- songs. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> uh, so tell me this: What do you enjoy the most about being a creative and an artist? It keeps me sane, and it keeps me away mm-hmm. from my own thoughts sometimes. And mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love the life I have and the people that I'm around, there are certain things for me that have always been very hard to shake. And being an artist allows me an avenue to get all the pain out and not hurt myself or hurt anyone around me. Mm -hmm. And I 
thank God every day that I have that gift because it's, it just makes everything better. That's what I love about it. That's awesome. What do you feel that your music says about you as a person? I think my music says that I, 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 um, I can be deep, I can be poetic, but I can also be very confident in, in your face and passion. I think it shows that I, I can be pretty much anything that I want to be and mm-hmm. I can be eclectic. And I hope that the people who listen to that can feel the same way and just do anything. I like that. Do a flip. I don't know. Do a flip. Hey. Now, I don't know if this is too premature of a question, but once these songs are out, is there any plan to play them live or go on some sort of like mini tour? I actually, I don't think we've really talked about that, okay. but um, just know that I'm very performance ready and it is definitely, yeah. it's definitely something that is most likely going to happen. We don't have like a big stage performance plan, but I think once these songs come out and the vaccines roll out and everything gets back to normal, seeing me perform on stage is a a great probability. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, it seems like things are definitely on the right track at this point. Like shots are getting in arms and, and shows are starting to be, (laughs) shows are starting to be scheduled for, you know, at least the back half of the year and some in States that might be just a little premature at the time, but I don't know. It sounds like you have the passion and you have the drive to kind of bring life to these songs. Um, Have you performed live in the past? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah how I how long this... has this been going on for you? Like, you know, I know that you're just creating these songs, these these fresh songs now. But when did you kind of start? You know. Um. Well, I technically started like my first live performance was when I was ten years old. Oh. And wow, okay. it would have been much earlier than that had my grandparents let me get a vocal teacher, but I had to convince them that I was really interested in it. Cause mm-hmm. I guess I just wanted to do so many things when I was a kid that sure. they didn't, you know, like they weren't going to just throw me at everything because that's yeah. all work to do. But I was 10 when I did my first live performance and that's when my grandparents, you know, started taking me seriously. And by the time I was 11, I had been enrolled in the art school. And okay. through that art school, I joined a lot of music ensembles and did a lot of open mic performances like weekly and, any song that I was just listening to, I would get the lyrics and learn it. And at the end of the week, sign up, go and just go crazy and do whatever I really wanted on stage. Yeah. And that developed into me going to a lot of different like summer camp programs. And oh, okay. through one of those programs, I met my future band who actually helped me with my demos. Oh, really? Like, yeah, because I'm very... I'm very picky with instrumentation, which is why um, I don't really do like loops and stuff like that. Like, I just like to like, I'll play something on the piano or I'll write down the chords and I'll just bring it to my band and we'll feel it out together and bring it to the studio. That's basically what my process has been before I started going into the studio with a lot of more tech savvy people than I. Right. Um, But through that band, it was, it was about a year from age 14 to 15 of us just going around, um, around like, I don't know, like just doing any type of show we could. Like we would perform for free. We would perform for 15 bucks. We would go to New York. We would go somewhere deep in Connecticut. Like we would just really 
do anything. And I think through, through that and through the performance arts school I was at, I learned very quickly how to be on stage and how to not be afraid of the audience and to befriend the audience instead. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you have to give off that impression that I'm a professional and I know what I'm doing up here and I belong up here. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so what are you looking uh, to try to accomplish with these first batch of singles that come out? I want people to finally hear me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know a very uh, a, a good logical explanation to what that means, but as best as I can sum it up, I want people to hear my voice and know that there there is something different out there. I also want to shake things up a little bit because as much as I love modern music, as much as the next person, I feel like there's a lot of um, representation that's missing. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I want my, I want my music to be heard so that I can start putting out more music that touches different areas that I feel like haven't really been touched yet. I feel like there's more things that could be talked about and should be talked about that I want to do through my music, especially as, you know, someone who's young, I want other young people to be able to have someone they can look at and be like, oh, I can do that too, you know? <laughs> well, so yeah, I want my you gotta be the role model. Get there. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so I've sort of got like a two-part question for you. Okay. For 2021, what are some goals, musical or not, that you've set for yourself? I want to get better at doing runs like in the fifth in the fifth octave. Okay. I wanna I wanna be able to do that because I can do like, you know, like like falsetto-y things in the fifth octave, but I wanna like be able to belt and like really like growl and do all that like Beyonce stuff I was talking about earlier sure well how do you learn to do that maybe I'm just maybe I just don't know but like how do you train yourself to do something like that well a lot of people have different vocal tones naturally okay so I have a very even though my voice is low I have a very clear voice and a very like like squeaky clean kind of technique which allows me to get to certain places okay um what I what I need to learn is I need to build up strength in like from like C5 to um, F sharp five. I need to like strengthen that so I can add more of the techniques I add on the lower spectrum of things there. Because it's it's as a vocalist, it's harder to use like a mixed um, falsetto-y voice and add a growl to it without it sounding kind of like a cookie monster impression. okay I think I get what you're saying yeah so what I need to learn there is just strength and a lot of control got it that's my big plan (laughs) well what about non-musical goals what are you doing when you're not creating I suppose I don't really I mean it's still a form of creation but when I'm not creating music I I write a book I'm writing a book and I create fantasy worlds and I like to do stuff like that and play the Sims and build a lot. Awesome. Or or play Pokemon. That's not really creation, but that's stuff I want to do. I really want to finish my book in this upcoming year. So I feel like if I get my music out and a book at the same time, 
Like I'll I'll be doing Crushing a lot. It. I think that'd be cool. I like, I like that a lot. Movie. Thank you. Okay, so the second part to my question, and there's no real answer here. It's more of a hypothetical. So mm-hmm. I've asked you about you know the prospects of this year, what things are looking like. Hypothetically, what does a five-year plan look like for you and your career? Oh, wow. I... This is an opportunity to dream as big as possible. Oh, okay. So five-year <laughs> plan, what I want to be in five years is yeah. I want to have my own penthouse apartment and I want to have a nice, sleek, black couch and a big like movie theater screen what city i want everyone to have their vaccine or <laughs> have or for us to develop herd immunity if you know it's not or happen within five years <laughs> i hope that's gonna happen i don't really think that far ahead i normally i think like either super far ahead or like within the next upcoming months so I'm, I'm definitely gonna have an album i hope okay. it's to have at least three albums out by the next that's reasonable five years i hope uh to maybe have at least one Grammy if that could happen, depending on how much people like me when I come out. I, I hope they do. I really worked hard for this. Everyone's been working really hard for this. So <laughs> I, like I hopes for it. You know, you can never you can never, you know, be never be too careful. But um I'm hoping, yeah, just within the next five years, like just to be able to get recognized and have that leather couch and be in my own place but also like have have good people around me and have good music around me and I think that'd be pretty cool (laughs) well where do you plan on settling down suddenly down like maybe okay where how about where's this penthouse going to be I think that's the better question I want to be in New York I like New York a lot I think this actually says New York all on my shirt oh really yeah well you guys can't really see but it says New York that's cool Nice. All right. Well, I've only got a couple more for you and it's been super nice to talk, but what I want to hear is besides your music, what have you been vibing to? I know you said Beyonce, but there's been tons of releases from what seems like people in your genre. Uh, what's on your playlist? Um, okay. So Beyonce has been on my playlist. Listen to a lot of her. I got her out of the way. I <laughs> still, for some reason, keep listening to Auntie by Rihanna. That album, That's a great album. It will never get old to me. I really just love that there album. I've been listening to a lot of Doja Cat. Okay. I, okay. I like me some Doja Cat. Um, BTS. All right. It's a constant loop. I love BTS. There's someone else. It's like, I don't remember. So I'm just going to drop it. But those are the main artists That's that okay. are in the, in the front of my mind right now. I have actually yet to hop into any BTS. Where's, where would I start? I know I'm way behind. I gotta get more K-pop in my life. I personally would start with "Run." I don't know what okay. it is about that song, but it it has a perfect mix of hype <laughs> and sad, and just and the 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 music videos is really fun and gets you into that. And from there, I would go back to um, "Boy in Love." Okay. And like boy in love, like danger area, uh, era. Sorry, I would, I, I could go on. But okay. I'm not going to. I just like them a lot. I would start with the older stuff and stuff like that, and build up because there's a lot of like Easter eggs they have in their okay. music. 
that, no, that's awesome. I have no, I know none of this. So I'm super down to check out someone who, uh, who's making a name for themselves. Please do. They're so good. Like, like legitimately, <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So I want to wrap things up here and I want to say this. So you've got music on the way for the first time listener out there. What message would you like to pass off to them? Don't let anything hold you back. As much as people may have a preconceived vision of who you are, if that's not who you are, keep doing what you're doing, move in a direction that's going to benefit you the most, and don't let anyone step on your shoes. I feel like just be confident as hard as, as it is. And if someone just got an issue with you, whatever, okay, let them be whack on their own. I want people that listen to my music just be like, just vibe, okay? Like, just have a good time, vibe, and let's be chill about things. You don't have to do everything that everyone else is doing to be valid. You're valid as yourself. Keep doing that. I love that. I love that. I think that's a great first <laughs> message. Um, okay, so is there an estimated release date on your first, you know, single coming out? I'm gonna say sometime this summer. Okay, perfect. So maybe. And is there- <laughs> So stay tuned. <laughs> is, there anything, uh, is there anything that the viewers can listen or hear from you for now? And also where can they follow you? You can follow me on TikTok, on Instagram. I'm most active there. I am just at Scarlet with one T, Eileez, A-Y-L-I-Z on both Instagram and on TikTok. You guys, for now, I hope you guys can um, just engage with me as I practice runs and building my upper register strength and stuff like that. That's pretty much what, what all my TikToks are about. Occasionally, I will drop a, a snippet of songs that I'm working on, recorded or just voice memoed. But for now, we can grow together and we can build a little, a little friendship from now. I love it. I think that's a beautiful parting message. Scarlett, <laughs> thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your day. It's been really nice talking to you. And I'm sincerely looking forward to, you know, whatever comes out in the coming months. I know for sure I will be listening. Yay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. In that case, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I hope to speak soon. All right. You too. All right. Nice take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>